0: Don't you lift your chin up, my baby, when all your dreams are shattered to pieces, and nothing in this world seems to make any sense at all, but you know Hello everyone and welcome to one controller Por- 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 podcast. <laughs> Welcome to One Controller Report Podcast, episode fifty-seven. Here we are today. Post E3. E3 is over. Um I I feel like I covered pretty much most I wanted to talk about um uh last time for, for the show in general. But I definitely I definitely have a few a few a few little dangling bits here and there. That's a bad way to put that. <laughs> Don't say dangling bits. A few little <laughs> loose ends. <laughs> um uh that I, I do wanna uh cover though for this E3. So um I'm not sure how much of the show it's gonna take. I have a fortune cookie ready just in case we need it. But uh in the meantime, uh I was pretty excited this week because um um <laughs> I um if I can get my words going, um a while ago and it, i don't remember if I ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I, I basically bought a lot of like uh Final Fantasy Eleven uh, Dojin stuff. I think it's na- from a guy named Takachin, I think his name is. Um, I think he's listed on Alice Books as uh, Shantoto.com or something like that. And uh, and then he's also selling mugs, and they just listed those mugs, and I was like, oh, these are really cute like little Moogles, and they have like four different Moogles from Final Fantasy XI on them. Uh, <laughs> one of them is like the gangster Moogle sitting there smoking a cigarette from the uh, uh, the coup d'etat uh episode that's i'll give you in final phase 11 is not a very good like expansion <laughs> in that series i feel like admittedly all those little expansions that came out between wings of the goddess and uh seekers of a duel and um um are not particularly great but they're really cute and they're it, it, so on the surface level it didn't seem so bad buying them because they're listed now they're not listed on alice books uh for uh, about um, I forget the yen amount, but about forty-five dollars, forty-five to fifty dollars, which is a lot, but it's dotion content stuff. But then the shipping was, oh my god, very expensive. Like I expect stuff to be expensive when shipping, um, with that that kind of stuff. But um Yeah, it was uh <laughs> it was over a hundred dollars at the end of everything said and done. I shouldn't have bought it, but here I am. I did it. I'm bumping my mic. Uh, bumping my mic in celebration of spending $100 on like four mugs. But they're super cute. Um, and I'll regret it for the left- rest of my life, I'm sure. But, you know, hopefully they make it here fine. I think they have like a little nice little bag they come into, So that's kind of nice. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty pricey. Um, and then so not only that, I because I, I, I don't know if he was intending to list it on Alice Books originally or if he just put them up when I was asking Maybe I just had a, a good timing on asking about it, but, um, but yeah, I put it up and then messaged me was like, hey, they're for sale now. It's like, oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Man who does not speak English, I'm sure. Um, and then I also got a message from, uh, the people who did Scum of the Brave or a, a person from that. I think it's the artist. I don't know if they did the story writing for that game as well, but the artist at the very least, um. Because uh, a couple of years ago, I, I wrote about it. It's like a it's like a RPG Maker visual novel um, that uh, that that has a lot of visual elements to it in a way that makes it kind of interesting to read, even if you don't know uh, Japanese. Um, but they they actually are doing a webcomic series for the the story of the game, and they're putting that into English, which is very nice. Um, so now if you ever, if you ever read my Scum of the Brave article and, and you're like, this looks interesting, but I won't read this cause it's in Japanese. Um, I'll put the webcomic in the description. I'll also put the article in the description too, if you don't know what Scum of the Brave is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's obviously it doesn't carry over like the, the, the really nice color palette that the game had at the time. Um, uh, or game has, I should say has, it's listed, it's a free game by the way. It's a couple hours long or something like that. Um, but it, uh, but you know you get the story which which I'll say it's kind of straightforward for the most part but that's fine um for me characters are always more important and the character designs in this um this ser- or this thing I don't know you wouldn't call it a series story I guess have always been very nice in my opinion Um, and then being able to see those characters realized in a language I understand is good too. But I mean, the original, the original reason I, uh, even recommended the original game was because a lot of visual elements in the story really like communicate what's happening and obviously you don't get the nuances, but I think you get the overall idea of what's happening in each scene and, and you have kind of a following on, on what's going on through the story to some extent. So yeah, I was excited about that. So if you have it, you should read it. It's like two chapters right now, and then they're going to keep doing it. Uh, the artist replied to me saying they're going to do it like every two weeks. They're hoping to put a chapter out. I don't know if they're already all done, or if they're just rolling it out, or if or if they're actively working on it. So my hope is that it gets all the way to the end <laughs> in English. That'd be nice. Um, but I definitely have had many, many among the series that I have followed where where that isn't the case. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um, Rolling back to E3 stuff. um, Just a a couple of little bits that I I, saw after um, either, you know, after I had the last podcast or it just didn't fit in there. Um, I thought it was really interesting uh, with uh, Phil Spencer on Giant Bomb, which if you haven't watched Phil Spencer do his Giant Bomb interviews for any of the E3s, they're actually really nice. I, I like Phil Spencer a lot on stage and stuff. He's 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 a little stiff at times but he's pretty candid about everything it feels like he he seems like he is not afraid to to talk about things um admittedly if you're the head of games at xbox you don't really have too many people above you (laughs) but you know but he's very um he's very uh it never feels like he's really trying to dodge a question um he does have times where it's like oh i don't want to like condemn sony for a decision they would make or something where it's kind of like eh but you know that's anything uh, that's you know that's yeah sony yeah anyways anyways um so i thought it was interesting that um they were talking about their approach to xbox in japan uh beforehand and um basically it was saying that what they're doing now is rather than trying to like get um get Japanese companies to help Xbox succeed in Japan. They're just trying to help Japanese companies succeed on Xbox in general, outside of Japan too. Well, if anything, mostly outside of Japan, Um, which, which I think is, it's probably a good idea to take that approach. But I also wonder like in the long term, like what does that really, really mean? I mean, in the short term right now, I mean, I'll be honest with you, like PlayStation wise, I don't really like much first party software on PlayStation. Uh, I don't, think I particularly care about a lot of Microsoft's first-party games either so it really comes down to like the third-party games and I tend to lean towards Japanese games in general so that's why I've kind of always hit PlayStation first I get around to Xbox usually but it's usually really late in the life cycle um and so like having another platform where if they if Microsoft was able to say hey let's talk to these third parties and make sure when they're releasing the game these games they're also releasing on the Xbox as well Um, I think that's something that is valuable. um, But I I think what they need and and maybe it's just a built up thing, you know, as they build up these relationships with Japanese publishers for whenever they do eventually get around to like the next platform they put out um, to also have that in addition to the first party exclusives that they're that they're pushing uh or it seems like they're trying to push forward with the you know the five part or five company acquisitions they did. So I think that's an interesting approach. Uh I don't think it will make any exclusive Japanese games for Xbox, but um, you know. Eh. I don't think Sony's doing that many exclusive first party games from their Japanese teams either. But Sony Computer Entertainment Japan very much seems like a support kind of studio at this point. Seems like they help out a lot of other teams build stuff. Um, which is, you know, good and bad. Um, um, Freedom Wars is a great game. I was saying last week, I was like, I don't know any first-party, uh, Sony games I like other than Aconcagua. Uh, Freedom Wars is another one, although it was developed in in conjunction with, uh, Dimps and Shift, so, you know, it's kind of, kind of here or there. I think, I think more than anything, that game screams Shift than any of those other two teams. Um, I would really like, sir, for something nice, like, I don't know why I always feel this, but I always want like a colorful action RPG from Sony Computer Entertainment Japan. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but it's it's always been a weird desire of mine. Um not that I'm like, oh, I'm not like losing sleep over it or something, but you know, it's it's just a weird weird thing. I I don't spe- I don't typically have like specific desires from individual developers, but for some reason that's what I want from them. Um I did watch some bloodstain footage, and I really don't have any, you know, additional thoughts to that. If if you're curious how I feel about bloodstain, I've written articles in the past about um about the concerns I have about that game. Um, but really, those concerns won't be answered until I actually play them for the most part. Uh, but they did clean it up a clean it up quite a bit, like visually. It's it's not like anything that's like a complete facelift in a way that it's like oh my gosh, this is like, you know, gone from realistic war game to cell shading or something like that <laughs> but um it, it it definitely looks a lot cleaner they they redesigned a lot of the um they redesigned the final boss i think they may have also kind of done a a like passover on all the enemy models as well i feel like the pigs that like shot fire out of their mouths were a lot more simplistic in the e3 2000 or 2016 demo i played a while ago um but it, yeah it looks really nice and clean and I'm, I'm looking forward to that game coming out Ah, uh, the music's good too, um, but I think the one thing that I did really notice, and this is like such a freaking nitpicky thing, it's like doesn't even matter. This has this has no impact on anything. Um, they have like these uh, cutscenes where the two characters stand and, and basically do a a uh, character portrait cutscene, but with three D models. Um, and Miriam's mouth looks weird for some reason. I don't know why uh, it's like this weird boxy shape when she talks, so, but, you know, games in development, it's just weird that everyone else seems to have okay mouths, but hers is just like, (laughs) Um, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see, there's there's plenty of time until that's, that's out, uh, like I said last week, Igarashi, don't disappoint me, (laughs) Curse of the Moon, I need to play it, Jesus Christ, someday, (laughs) I'm gonna probably play some Star Fox tonight, that's probably what I'm gonna end up doing instead of playing Curse of the Moon, Damon makes machina um i have no real thoughts about like uh Damon x machina if you if, if you don't know what that is that's the um the mech game that uh nintendo showed briefly at the press conference i watched the nintendo treehouse demo and i can't really say anything about it really stood out to me other than just like the look still being really good it's i like that you have a character creator stuff i like that you have like the more human element too that's the one concern I'd have with like something like Anthem with EA where it's like you, you have your armor design but it seems like the rest of the game is like from a first person perspective and the armor designs are kind of set in stone so it's just kind of color changes I think. Um, I feel like with a game like that you want to have more more visual diversity in your armor and stuff. Anyways, that's going off track but uh, but I was happy to see that you can have like a character that you're trading, and then uh, it looks like you can hold at least... One mech, maybe four from the demo, it looks like, but I don't know. Those might have just been multiplayer slots. Uh, it seemed like it's pretty pretty heavily hinted that there will be multiplayer at some point, which is, which is good. I just hope the multiplayer is very well integrated into the game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of multiplayer games with people um, over the past year and a half or so. And it really makes me appreciate, like, how well God Eater does multiplayer, where even though, like, there are some issues with God Eater's multiplayer, but, like, keeping everybody kind of feeling like they're in the same experience is a very difficult thing, it seems like. And um, and I don't know if many games really achieve that when they when they, when they they um, do their multiplayer stuff. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2, which I've been playing recently, not particularly feeling like it's built for multiplayer. It feels kind of tacked on. <laughs> but, you know, it's still entertaining to do the multiplayer stuff. It's still challenging, which is nice. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, it looks nice. I've never played an armored core game. I haven't played a mech game in a long time. I'm trying to think what the last one was I played. Um, but this isn't particularly like a um, like a steel battalion kind of thing, where it's like a slow kind of you know m- moving around all chunky like to June to kind of thing. It seems more like a faster speed like. Flying around shooting each other. And there are swords in the game. But I didn't see anyone using the sword. So maybe 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 it's um, maybe there are some more melee combat focused classes. But I think the game looks pretty good. I would be inter- interested in playing it multiplayer. Um, something about the game always reminds me of Xenoblade Chronicles X's look. Something about the design of the mechs and the plug suits and stuff. Are those just called plug suits? Or is that just an Evangelion thing? The, uh, the little like space shirt. Space suits you put on. I don't know. It probably didn't come from Evangelion, but who knows. Yeah, I guess that's it. Let's go into Fortune Cookie. If you're not aware, Fortune Cookie is when I just grab a random game out of my collection. We have a little chat about it. Uh, Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. This is a doozy. <laughs> um, I think I've written like three articles about this game. Because, oh, it was, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating game because it's, um, sort of unlike Hollow Fragment is a combination of, um two games the psp game i think it's called infinite something infinite stratos maybe you know that, no that's an anime i don't know it's called something there's an original psp sort of online game and then there's sort of online hollow fragment which then contains that original psp game and then has this other shell of a game wrapped around it and um rather than really integrating the two so it's not really like it's not like, okay, play the PSP game, now play the PlayStation Vita game, or if you already played the PSP game, just skip to the PlayStation Vita game. It is like they combine the two into one world, so they're happening at the same time. So you're playing through the main game, um, and and it's just this very like straightforward in terms of dungeon design and enemies, and you're already, by default, at the start of the game level 100, which is way higher level than anything in the original game. Um, you have this part of the game, and then you like teleport to another part, which is the Hollow Fragment part, which is specifically stuff for the PlayStation Vita. A lot bigger environment. It's a big open world. That's that's just a ton of areas interconnected to each other. And they just the game design feels completely different between the two. Um, the 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 Hollow Fragment stuff is a lot more challenging because the levels are actually scaled properly. And and it's just like <laughs> it's just like it's it's so. It's crazy that they shove these games together and that they did it so lazily of just like, here, just teleport between the two worlds and then we're not going to really consider the balance of the first game because of it. Um... <laughs> But when they do it and they put it together, it's this really weird, fascinating thing that would have been a lot less interesting if they actually tried to make them fit well together. I don't know. It's like basically like you're going through and both of these like dungeons are super repetitive between the two. It's just like the nature of the game's design is very repetitive. But they're repetitive in their own different ways. So you... <laughs> So you're like going through the main story in the regular game, and then you're like, okay, I'm bored of this. I'm going to go to this main story in the other part of the game, and then you get bored of that part and just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and <laughs> again, both are not particularly great either way, but it's a, it's a really fascinating uh, design. I think I, I have an article called something called like Sort of Online Worlds Collide or something like that, so I will also link that in the description today. I'm linked to a lot of stuff in the description today, so... I guess that's what we're going to do. Um, it's a long game, though. I think it took me like 70 hours or something like that. And I, I pretty much just beat the story stuff. I didn't actually go around and do a lot of this stuff. There's a ton of um, dating elements that you can do. Well, I should... Let me let me rephrase that. There's a lot of grinding available for dating stuff. But there isn't like a ton of dating content. It's pretty much you grind these dates out to eventually um, get in, uh, in bed with these people. And it's... Except for one part in the story, uh, um, it's all very, very just like we're just gonna lay in the bed together, and I'm gonna take my shirt off a little bit so you can see my little brai, and and we're just gonna get in there, and then, and then it's really weird because in the main story of Sword Art Online, like Kirito has a bo- a girlfriend that like at some point you guys get like married <laughs> at some point or something yet you're still just like bringing these ladies into your bed and just like let's just like let's just lay here consensually and like oh yeah let me just pop these buttons open on my bra or my my or my shirt and show my bra <laughs> it's very very strange you can actually make your own character in that game as well and and but everyone still just calls you Kirito so yeah yeah it's 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 this bizarre game i don't I don't really know i think I think maybe the intention, and maybe I don't know if this is true for the original p s p one but I think the p s p one's a lot more story focused on um on you know the story of the actual sort of online uh anime the original part where you're going up that uh aincrad and i think it actually handles the main story of sort online better in some ways specifically with the pacing of the plot um i even though it's like not canon i think it's a lot better in terms of how it resolves the issues that Kirito goes through specifically towards the end of the um of the uh big dungeon thing they're cl- climbing um i i d- Maybe I should explain what Sword Art Online is, but it's popular enough. I don't know. If you don't know what it is, go read a Wikipedia article, I guess. (laughs) But, um... Um, and then, so maybe that was like more of just like standard Kirito stuff. And then when you're in the other part of the world, everything feels a lot looser. So maybe that was where mainly where the, um, the, the creative character stuff kind of comes in. Uh, but you know, immediately once you finish the story stuff and you're, um, there's like a, you can basically go out into the open world and kind of do whatever you want. And you can also do like local multiplayer in the, uh, PlayStation Vita version. I think the PlayStation 4 version might have online. I'm not sure. Um... But, uh, yeah, then you can just kind of go do content out there. And and I think at any point of the game, you can kind of re- remake how your character looks. So I just stuck with Kirito because, like, lore thing, story thing, I guess. It feels better for me. <laughs> and honestly, the character creation tools didn't seem great. Um, I wonder if you could only be a guy in there now that I think about it. I wonder if you could ch- make your character a girl. I don't even know. Um, but anyways, yeah, that game, man. If you want to play something like a crazy ride of, like... <laughs> Of like, it might be one of the one of the best games of like surfacing immediately what interests me in games. Like if you play Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment and like it, you might understand what I like about video games more. Um, who knows? Sword Art Online, man, that's a weird series there's so many games now i still need to play fatal bullet i've been i said i was gonna play fatal bullet when it came out definitely didn't do that uh also i keep nosing my little uh my little uh breath guard thing or whatever it's called for pop guard for my microphone so sorry if you hear that Uh, i need to not put my nose right up on it um so yeah i guess that's it for this week Thanks for listening. Hopefully next week will be E3 free. I'm still kind of catching up on some of that stuff, but you know, for the most part, I feel like I touched on everything. I pretty much skipped most of the um, the Treehouse demo stuff um, for Nintendo. Uh, I I looked at the Resident Evil Two stuff. That looks pretty okay, but again, I talked about it last week. Resident Evil Two is one of those games that I think I just need to play and feel on my own, kind of like Bloodstained um i don't know if there's anything you could say to me about resident evil 2 that's like oh yeah i'm all about that um i think just because less because of the game and more of just my feelings on resident evil in general right now i think i i think i'm just at a little little bit of a loss of what i want from that series um and also i think it may be a little bit of a loss of what i want out of like um out of uh uh, I don't know maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i not I'm a little bit of a of what I went on Bloodstained I think I have a bit, pretty clear idea what I went on Bloodstained <laughs> which is not you know recreating area of sorrow but I think there's there's some things that I had to look at Bloodstained and like think more about like there's a lot of uh, Order of Ecclesia stuff that probably um, can still exist within that game uh, in terms of the, the level design and I think Order of Ecclesia is a game that doesn't have particularly great level design but I think they tried something with it um and so if we are able to see a a refri- refinement of that in a way that uh feels significant, I think I'd be happy with that and bloodstained. Um but hey, we'll see. That's going to be it for this week. I'm going to hopefully go write a review of Penny Punching Princess right now. We'll see what happens. I see some Discord notifications. Hopefully it's hopefully it's good notification. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyways. Anyways, that's going to be it. Thanks guys. Have a good night. Bye.